0: that's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. Eighteen plus. Block Talk Radio. Yeah. It's a heavy handed edition, man. Glad to be back the relatively fat and black podcast network. What it do? You know what I'm saying? What it really do? Let me check something out, man. You know, we always gotta make sure shit is secured. Let me um send a blast on Twitter real quick. And as you can tell by now, it's your man heavy-handed Jay checking in. And I ain't got my man Eugene with me. <clears throat> it's transitional times. And that's understandable for uh anyone in everyday life. It's transitional times. So, that said I'm hoping the uh the audio's coming across well and everything's working out good. But uh we loaded, bruh. It's been a lot of news out there. A lot of breaking stories, you know, a lot of that stuff. So uh, I'm in. I'm strapped up. I'm ready to rock and roll. You know, uh, I don't got my man Eugene with me, but, um, you know, he's still out there. That man's doing good, and uh, he's going to be with us. I know a lot of y'all, you know, and and those of y'all riding with us out there, man, um, let us know you out there, man. Um, Look, y'all know we ragtag. You know, we 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 Charlie Brown and shit. But um, hey, hit my personal email, dude. Jsp81 at yahoo dot com. I, I I check my personal email daily, and if I see someone that listens to the pod, and you know, give us some encouragement out there, we we get to see some metrics. We're not really deep into things, but we were able to see the metrics that these uh, platforms that allow us to speak to you guys, allow us to see. And we do know there are a few of you listening out there, so we appreciate that. And, you know, give us a holler, man. Let us know. You know, encouragement's always great. We can see there's a few people checking for us, man, and it's, it's all love, dude. And you guys are the ones we do it for. So share the show. You know, tell a friend. And uh, let them know what's going down. Relatively Fat and Black Podcast. Your boy, Heavy-Handed Jay. Your man, Eugene, on here, man. And we, you know, we try to get busy for y'all when when we get busy. And uh, unfortunately, but happily, it's a heavy-handed edition. And that's where I go in. That's where I go hard. But that's where I ride solo. But, um, yeah, we got a lot to talk about, man. And since we have these gaps in time, to where we get back to y'all, a lot of news occurs, but that doesn't mean that I ain't going to talk about the shit, you know. <clears throat> and uh since I last got at y'all, you know, one of the, one of the bigger events that we had go down, one of the, the bigger news in the pop culture and hip hop scene was the Nicki Minaj Travis Scott beef. Now, what spawned from this whole thing is that Nicki Minaj now has a podcast called Queen Radio, right? Sure, you know, some of you out there have have went out and sought out and figured out a way how you listen to this Rel- relatively easy. You just go to YouTube, you search Queen Radio, and you'll find it. Um, so I got, you know, Breath of the Queen Radio and we have Nikki basically venting. Now, this is new. Because the prior blueprint for Megastar, which Nikki, Nikki was on that on that plateau of Megastar, and how Megastar had in prior years, maybe prior to two thousand seventeen, two thousand eighteen, the blueprint for Megastar was hey, be very exclusive in your in your voice, in your appearance, because you come out then everybody's gonna want to see you. But if you're so randomly touched, if if you if you're everywhere and your voice is heard so often, then people just won't gravitate towards you when we come out as much. That was the thought of how a how a uh superstar is handled. But due to today's social media climate and that we've all become more accessible Megastars now are kind of revamping how their image is tooled and they're becoming way more uh, accessible. You see it with Will Smith and his motivational things he he does. And you see a lot more of those megastars becoming really more accessible these days. And so you've had to see Nicki Minaj once kind of clowned A podcast calling Joe Joe Buttons podcast a little podcast. Now having a podcast herself uh, wanting to be more accessible to fans wanting to be accessible weekly via YouTube via Twitter. Her voice be heard. Basically now that's what the games become. And so here you have Travis Scott dropping his Astro World album Astroworld did really well. <clears throat> a week later, Nicki Minaj drops her Queen album. Did really well. Now let's get to some numbers here. I like to give a little numbers. You know, I'm not gonna go too deep, but I'm gonna give y'all something. So, Nicki's first week, she sells between 185 to 200 thousand albums. In today's climate, that's really good. That's something to be proud of. That's something to hang your hat on. However, she did not attain the number one spot on Billboard by doing so because in his second week, Travis Scott sold 220,000 records, holding the number one spot on Billboard for the second consecutive week. Nicki Minaj didn't seem to take too well to this. Uh, Nikki goes on to and, and what we'll see as a reoccurring theme throughout this pod is that you know people doing shit uh seemingly spontaneously, but it's really, really strategic. And Nikki in the court. Uh she comes out, talks all this shit, and she's all just you know, she's she's out there, she has a new podcast. All of a sudden, but in coincidence Her album is dropping Also What a dink, right? Not You know, that's just not a coincidence This is Strategically planned By a bunch of fucking Record execs Who, who know how to Mentally manipulate People like you and I, or at least try So Um on her on her um podcast where she's addressing addressing Travis Scott and this is where we get all the controversy. Nikki goes on to say Travis used some shady record sales tactics by having his baby mama, Kylie Jenner, post some shit basically saying uh you know if you do this that or the other i'll give you you can get tickets to travis's tour and our baby stormy this that or the other look guys i'm not fact checking here this is paraphrasing but basically what happened is travis and team and look Kylie Jenner, who has millions of followers, this is Kylie Jenner we're talking about. This is Kim Kardashian's little sister. That's his baby mama. So if she posts on her Instagram and says, hey, uh, my baby daddy, Travis, is going to have these tour dates, something about a tour, yada, yada, and you just got the entrance the interest of a bunch of people who may not have even known about Travis Scott who are interested in Kylie Jenner cosmetics and whatever existence Kylie Jenner has outside of the existence of Travis Scott, which is a uh, mentionable existence. Nikki, in my estimation, rightfully says, hey, that's kind of some bullshit. You know, I don't got no fucking person that can tweet something out or send an Instagram post out that reaches millions of people to gain notice to my album. And that's what Travis and the new mention of his new baby, Stormy, did. Excuse me. I'm going to have a drink. My uh, throat is unparched at the moment. One second. I love to do that for some reason. It's kind of my trademark. But yeah, so Nikki didn't like the shady promotional tactics. I could see it. <clears throat> Hell, I could see it. Now, do uh, am I one to subscribe to a person being a bit more savvy and knowing how to work the market more than you? Yeah, I'm all about that life. I'm all about a person being more resourceful because I like to fancy myself as being a resourceful dude who knows how to reach people and is going to use every vantage point he has. And that's what Travis and team did. Travis and company said, hey, your baby mama's fucking Kylie Jenner. It's a reason for that, guys. If you you don't know, these girls get lined up with ball players and and people it's a reason Kanye and Kim are together. It's a reason Jay and Beyonce are together. It's to pair two big people and keep eyes on them. I don't know if these people are even actually truly in love, if you ask me. Kanye and Kim is if you ask me, some kind of complete folks where, you know, you keep Kim's relevance and you also keep Kanye's relevance through one another. That's neither here nor there. Uh, Nikki gets on the Queen Radio podcast, which is very entertaining. Look, Nikki, my baby girl. (sighs) You trying real hard, man. You trying real hard. And and, and I admire your, your velocity, your tenacity towards getting after that money. I admire it about you, Ma, I do. I, I I see your your willingness to be like fuck it, Jim whatever Jimmy Ivine say, you know, you, you say fuck it. I'm with the program. I'ma go a hundred at it. I ain't gonna do it half hearted. I'ma do it wholeheartedly. And I appreciate that about you, babe. But um you know, it's it's just see through, the whole gimmick. We know that you're 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 promoting your album. Now, the, the the pod since this initial uh, pod where she like really went off Travis Scott, uh, naming him the whole nigga of the week. So she has these. These awards, for lack of a better word, that she likes to give out, one of them being whole nigga of the week. One of them is, I don't know, is shit of that nature, whole niggas, uh Punk bitch whatever of the day And donkey of the day all that type Of shit right we understand The rhetoric but um And so She gave the whole nigga of the week award To Travis Scott and she Even had some rhetoric talking About her him And the baby herself I'm sorry and Travis Scott's baby Stormy which is the baby He shares with Kylie Jenner The baby's name is Stormy um she, you know, jokingly joking jokily said that her and the baby have beef because they've kind of promoted the baby alongside the album on Kylie's Instagram. And Nikki had some fun with it. And, and I'll just say that. And she says, you know, me and Stormy are we're beefing and, you know, had some fun with it. Nikki's venting. Here 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 guys, long story short, Nikki doesn't like the decline. Nikki doesn't like that, similarly to what we're seeing with Eminem, that, hey, I I have the best bars for all these girls. I'm the best. I'm the best. Look, man, I understand when somebody says, I'm the best at what this is supposed to be about. However, the description seems to not be the same for everyone to what the best entails in rap, and that's the whole thing. The whole thing is people in my generation thirty five and older the description's the same look bars content uh, impact meaningfulness if you can if you can check those boxes, you're gonna do really well. However, with these new boys. And this is what us old heads don't like. It's vibes, baby. It ain't even about content. It ain't about impact. It ain't even. A, it ain't about meaningfulness. You ain't gotta have a message. You ain't gotta have depth. It's vibes. Vibes. Take it in, man. We we don't get to dictate cool no more, guys. I know it sucks. We still feel cool, but we don't get to dictate it. You know why? Because we're busy, we're sleepy, we're tired. We have to go to work in the morning. And so the people who are 10 years younger than us, 35-year-olds, who are 15 years younger than us, 35-year-olds, they don't have the life capacity we do. They don't have children. They don't have to do homework. They don't have to go to back to school at night. They don't have practice they have to sit out for two hours in the cold. They don't have none of that their job is to consume music and be involved in those conversations and part of that and keep that whole thing moving. What that encompasses is that means the culture, they keep the culture moving. We once did, we don't anymore. So what our guidelines of the description of good is doesn't matter as much. So don't be mad at the Uzi the Yadis, the, uh, uh, Playboy Cardis, the uh, designers, who who the fuck ever, let them rock and try to get with that melody shit they doing, that harmonized shit because they doing different, they fill in different pockets, they they getting in different holes, they got different harmonizations, they they not doing it how we was doing it. Hey, is the content there? Maybe not. And this is what Nikki has a problem swallowing and what Eminem has a problem swallowing. Because, hey, we could say your level of this game is master class. However, nobody gives a fuck. And Nikki still feels like she can rap better than Cardi B, which I believe she can. I'm in total accord with that. That doesn't mean that you're more popping. You know, I I, I always like the Go back to high school with shit. You know, primal instinct, I think, high school is. Cool kids, you sit at the cool table and no one dare who's not cool come to that table. You're cool because the things you do. You know, um, most times, a lot of times, those things are things that don't necessarily lend themselves to success. But at the time, while you're 16, if you're able to do things that normal 16-year-olds can't do, you're probably going to be cooler. Look here, man. Joe said it best, and I'll give full credit to those guys at the Joe Biden podcast. They said, hey, while you're busy being superstars, the swag passed you by. While you were busy being exclusive and not being seen on Instagram and Twitter, these new the the Migos, the Cardi B's, those people of the world, were being everyday people on Twitter and Instagram, being very accessible, and you were in hiding, being a superstar, still running by that old blueprint, where you're not touchable. And it passed you by, and now you're out, and there's bitterness with the Eminems and the Nickies of the world. But let me get back to script, man. I'm going to go out and I'm going to let, let me quickly, because we, we got other shit to talk about. And I've talked about this shit enough. Look, let me quickly critique both those albums just for you who don't know. Travis Scott, World. Let me tell you a few notes I had about it. Travis Scott can rap a lot better than a lot of these new age rappers in my estimation. You know, if we're, if we're talking about uh, some of these new dudes, the Takashis, the Yachtis, the Cardis, and you know, and whatever else you want to throw in there, um, I think Travis Scott has a lot more finesse on the mic than they do. I think he can actually give you some bars, and he can still do that new thing. He got that on rap. That shit's on lock. All that 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 new that new. That, that ad lib he, he mastered the ad lib straight up You know he, he the one from us older cats out there who gave us that uh, I get those Goosebumps every time I need the high and the To the side yeah And he gave us that antidote and You know so the, this younger cat You know he he's weird now Now if you ever catch any footage of him He's one of the weirder Motherfuckers out there he's awfully Awkward and to us, to us older cats who come from the the previous decade, who are thirty five around about and older, it's all about being cool. And this kid is really not cool. And but their generation is not about cool. Their generation uh, welcomes anxiety, welcomes depression, whereas in my generation that's seen as a total weakness. You could never say that I'm depressed. I have anxiety. you're a bitch. All right. He's a little hoe. So we don't fuck with that shit. It's like, nigga, life is anxiety and depression, nigga. The fuck you talking about? But now this thing is something that has to be considered. And so if you see him, if you're from my generation, you're not going to be intrigued by his personality. You're going to think he's a fucking weirdo. But I- I'll tell you, like, the kid. He, he made a damn good album. Uh, I really like Astroworld. And sonically. Now, sonically is a word I don't like. It's a relatively no word, if you ask me. And people just throw it around. And I don't know quite know what that means. But I, I interpret it as the sound. It gives your ear. It's like your ear candy. The level of ear candy. Ear pleasure. So... It, let's just say that's the definition And that's what we're going to ride on Because this, this is my motherfucking show This is what I'm doing So sonically means How good it sounds to the ear And I felt like Astral World sonically And I don't use that term much Or at all But for this sonically And you have to understand Travis Scott is one of these New blue chip rappers But he has a very sonic thing going and if like I said, that's pleasure to the ear. And Travis Scott I think has really mastered being uh sonically pleasing. Yeah, sonically pleasing. Yes, Travis Scott, uh sonically pleasing. Yeah, sonically. And Astral World is one of those albums where you know, you just find yourself being intrigued by the different sounds of it. It sounds different. Um, it's different, but it's not bad. Different, you know, from for people like me, like our, our description of good. Like I said, you you have to have a certain uh, prerequisite for that. There's some boxes you have to check. For these new niggas, the boxes aren't quite the same. It's more of a vibe. And look, I'm not going to refute that. I'm not going to argue this shit. I don't agree. I need. I, I think you need to carry some weight with you. I think you need to have some content. But look, I don't make the rules no more. I once did. And when I did used to make the rules, I made the motherfucking rules. And I understand that I don't make the rules no more. And I'm going to not make the rules no more. Everybody like me, we need to just let the rules be made by those who make the rules. We don't make them. However, that don't mean that we should just let them not respect nothing, and that's where your boy Eminem came in, and we'll talk about him later, but let me wrap this shit up. Look, Travis Scott's album was very good, Astroworld. I think you should check it out. Nikki, the Queen. Uh, Notes about Nikki. Um, good album for Nikki. Now it seemed like this album took quite some time to come out and they found the right time and they mustered up a bunch of good beef to drop it at the perfect time. They gave her a podcast at the same time and she was very controversial and going in and calling people whole niggas. You know, they trying to sell this motherfucker. And like I said, Nikki like a good bottom bitch, man. She going to sell that pussy. Man, she going to sell. Wholeheartedly, no remorse, no shame in that woman's game. Nikki said, fuck it. Y'all want me to make a podcast and get on here, act like I'm about this life, and go in and call people whole niggas and fuck with the Kardashians, and I'll do it to get these numbers off, I uh, to get these records off. And she did it. You know, and she she sold her record. Did she get the number one spot? No, but hey, you know. Again, Nick, good album. All you need to do is rap my your 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 spot in to the Dakotas. I don't know if it's north or south. I'll go on a limb and say South Dakotas, where Mount Rushmore is. You niggas can fact check that. Um. If we went to South Dakota and we had the women's Mount Rushmore. If I'm not mistaken, another fact check you niggas can do is if there's four to five faces, I'm certain there's at least four. There might be five, but let's say there are four. Nick is on it. The women's Mount Rushmore. Nick's there. Missy Elliott's there in my... Here's my women's Rushmore. Nick, Missy, Lauren, and this last one, man. This last one is where I feel people could could zing me at. (sighs) That last one. Look, Nick, Missy, Lauren, I feel are must-haves. This last one, it's a lot of ladies contesting for. I could say Foxy. I could say MC Light. I could say Latifa, I could say Kim. You know, these are people that deserve mention. <laughs> but if I go off of Impact and off of Just pioneering at the time. I got it to light, man. Because I feel like at a time, look, at a time, early 90s, mid-90s, whatever it be, it wasn't much out there. Like you had Yo-Yo, you had Latifah, you had Light. And I feel like Light was carrying that torch. And Light had that that, that rapper voice at the time. And still has. And that's why they use her on award shows. That was like, you know, you got to respect the women. Got to. So I feel like Light pioneered so much in that way. That said, man, you know, yeah, Nikki dropped a very good album for herself, man. She has nothing to be ashamed of. Now, all that stuff said about the albums and you know, all the beef, all the dust she kicked up. Nikki's just a very insecure person. And what I've come to realize with these creatives, these people that make music at a high level, which I consider a creative, because you have to be in tune with shit. There's nuances to it, there's intricacies. Um these people these people tend to be very sensitive sensitive. Uh, very thin-skinned. And I get it. I totally get it. Um, Because when you put all of your creative mojo into something and it's not received well, you want to defend it. Uh, And I kind of relate. I can relate to some degree with some of these people. And I feel like Nikki is is trying to find out why. She's trying to understand why the pendulum has swung not in her favor, and someone like Cardi B sells more records in her first week out than she does when it's pretty evident who the better rapper is. And I don't think anyone would argue at this point. And something, because I, I think Nikki, like myself, is still going by our old description in the dictionary of what makes you good. And that description has been changed, ladies and gentlemen. It doesn't go with how many words you can rhyme, how many metaphors you can make, and how long you can draw them out, how many double and triple entendres you can make. None of those things matter. I mean, they are all great to have. How many patterns you can run, How how slow, fast, how many styles, how many flexes, how can you just flex metaphorically, flex lyrically, you know that's what M's doing, but the new criteria is if you ain't got vibes, you know we 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 swag surf we surfing these days in crowds. You know it's mosh pits, it's cats jumping in there and they surfing, so crowd surfing. So it's vibes, it's swag right now, and I know it hurts. I know we like well, what about? What about this? What about that? Nigga, what about it? What about it, bruh? We don't get to make the rules, guys. We don't get to make them. So that said, you have to live by them. Get with the program. Get with the motherfucking program. You know, all that said, both both these people made great albums. It's been a good music year. Nikki made a good album. Queen, I suggest all of you go listen to Queen. And uh, shout out to the women rappers out there. Much respect. Much respect to Nikki for just continuing to pioneer and trailblaze being a woman rapper and something that I think that needs to keep built, being cultivated, built upon. And uh I don't agree with the way she's going about doing it currently. I think uh, her kind of waves of how she moving lately is going to hurt her ultimately uh, her brand, her image needs some revamping, but still shout out uh, Travis. Just keep being a young master, man. Um, you, you one of them young dudes were, you know, hip hop. We, we know we got you in the, in, in the next 10 years. we, we waiting on your next one. We excited for it already. You young, you fresh, you got the sound, you got the, you got the whole, you got the package, you young man, you got the package. What can I say? And so we looking forward to Travis. And this is something that, you know, the young kids, us old heads, hey, we got something looking forward to. This is a guy, probably not even in his prime. And uh, just scratching the um, the surface of his musical genius, and we're looking to hear more from Travis Scott Astral World did really well In terms of sales and Recognition and I think propelled Travis to another echelon In terms of you know his rap notoriety Looking forward To that looking forward to more Travis I'm sure we'll get it No question about it and he'll keep Pushing the bounds of what Music can sound like sonically And also Gonna Keep a constant eye on TMZ And all the news media sites And platforms as well as what the fuck Will be happening with him and Kylie Jenner Throughout the years Right now they seem pretty cool Seem like a decent couple They actually seem believable to some degree To some degree But um, moving on uh, LeBron did a uh, LeBron has a, sh- a Series on HBO called The Barbershop where he has uh, sports figures And just people uh, notar- not- Noteworthy people John Stewart uh, People in entertainment, media, sports Sports athletics And a bunch of notarized platforms Where you'll have uh, John Stewart And other athletes And uh, he had his uh, His manager uh, What's my man's name? Ah Can't think of Maverick Carter. Maverick Carter, who's LeBron's high school homeboy, who's now turned into LeBron's business manager, who has spawned all these ventures for LeBron, uh, production companies. Uh, Even this venture with HBO called the Barbershop, where LeBron just gets a uh, Motley crew cast of just seeming people he he gets along with and they just Keep it 100 they curse a lot They say nigga a Lot and They just get get about It whether it be politics religion Or whatever it be and uh, So a lot of controversy With this last episode So let me just jump right on Into what I think about this And this 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 is a, is a Touchy subject because I, I, I First want to Give me a second, guys. What's going on here? I'm about... I first want to give kudos to LeBron and say look, we've had Michael Jordan, even Magic to some degree, Tiger Woods, these big, prolific black sports athletes that have a lot of influence in today's society, seemingly that have said nothing for black social matters. And LeBron James has taken it upon himself in some retro fashion of, like literally retro, Jim Brown, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Muhammad Ali, of that elk, taken it upon himself and taken on social justice matters you know, in a capacity where it can totally affect his likability amongst regular people who buy the products that he has his name on, his shoes, his Nike apparel, anything he's evolved in. You know, LeBron's wanting to do movies. And you go out here and you take these huge social justice justice stances on political stances uh, called Donald Trump a bum at some point straight up. So that said, kudos to LeBron James because it's a lot of dudes in his position who aren't willing to put their entire, you know, to some degree careers as far as marketability on the line, their endorsements on the line to address these social justice issues. So before I say anything, I want to say my hat's off to LeBron James in that regard for just being willing to do it. Now, here's where I address the things I don't like. Look, LeBron. If you want to be the guy that steps out and becomes the voice for social justice issues that impact black lives, you have to do it properly. Look, I had a mini friend. I had many friends who said, you know what? I'm not down with Floyd Mayweather. You know why I'm not down with Floyd Mayweather? Because I can't back him. I can't say. I can't bring my kids to the television and say, hey, kids, this is the guy that we that we believe in. I can't do it. He has too many domestic issues, domestic violence issues. He he doesn't speak in a manner that you want your kids to hear. He may say something off kilter that is just something completely inappropriate that you don't agree with. Same thing here, LeBron, look. And LeBron has been nothing but a benchmark, threshold spokesman for athlete, basketball player, role model, everything you could think of. LeBron has been nothing but exemplary until now, where he's taken the biggest stance of his career, but I think he's... Missing the mark a bit by how he's going about doing it Let me explain Look LeBron, if you want all the support of us black men You have to represent us in a way that we're comfortable with being With showing our support you can't go on here and just start saying nigga this nigga that this fuck that everything short of saying this bitch ass nigga this and this bitch ass nigga that You see it's it, it's some connotation in all the context you know because as much as I want to support you you have to represent me right that means you can't speak terribly because you represent me. I'm not a thug all the time. I have a real job where I can't be like nigga, fuck, bitch. And you know what? I don't conduct myself like that at all times, even casually at a barbershop. I'd prefer not to actually. Now don't don't let me get on a, no fucking soapbox. Don't get me wrong, my nigga. And I said that purposely. Um I want to be on a soapbox and say, you know, I'm above, you know, randomly saying nigga, 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 because that's a comfort zone for me, I'm not. But for you, you see our kids love you. And you've had this clean image. So you can't just come out for the first time you let us see you and you the nigga that's throwing around nigga and fucking and bitch and everything short of calling people bitch ass trick ass punks, you know, or whatever you doing here. And so that's, that's my thing with you, Ron, just, just clean it up a bit, bro. You know, and there's no reason for you to do it. Give me a second. Yeah, but, Bron, you know, I think better language. You don't have to use the N-word so much. We get it. You're being candid. You're being frank. You don't have to do it, Bron. It's no reason for you to. You've been too good too long. It's no reason for you to. And we arrive with you. We see the stance we take. you're taking. We We know Michael never did it. We know Kobe's Orange County punk ass won't do it. You a real one. And we fucks with you because of that. We see it. That said we don't need you to bow to our level. We need you to conduct yourself how you've been. Speak properly, speak well, um because that's representation for us all. And when you gonna represent us all in a a big a big um, you know, uh, uh, in a in a site where we all where we're all looking at you, you know the the venue you're you're filming at is a barber shop, but the world's watching. That said, you can't convince yourself as if you're at a barber shop, and I know that's the intention of the show, and blah, 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 that's kind of the stick of it all, but in reality, the world is watching. And we need LeBron James, who has kind of taken the initiative to the black spokesperson of social injustice. I need you to be that guy then and represent me, a working black man who goes to work every day, has a family, a wife, children, uh, and all those things. I need you to represent me properly. And that's not saying nigga in, in public space. To everyone and saying Fuck this and bitch that and No that's not how we move As grown black men and you know that As a man Of children And a father of children and a Man uh, and a husband You know that LeBron And uh, you've proven to know that Several times many times over by how You've conducted yourself wonderfully And I just Want to say that moving on uh we had Kamikaze drop. We know that, right? You know. Kamikaze drop. So Kamikaze for those of you who don't know is the Eminem album. And Eminem just came out here and said, "Hey, um Kamikaze is kind of a metaphor. I'm dropping out of nowhere and I'm gonna kill the game." First, I want to say that I love the fact That Eminem kind of raged against the machine in the sense of not bowing out to, you know, I've always said the rap game just wants it seems to just engulf itself. You know, once a guy gets old, it's like the game just eats him alive and says, you're too old and you're done. Get out. Never return. We don't want to hear you no more. Whatever you used to do, we don't want to hear no more. And M said, fuck that, you know. I'm going to force this on you, motherfuckers. I'm going to force this on you. You know, I'm tired of the rap making guys retire before their time. They become some kind of characterization of self. You know, Snoop Dogg's not going to make another legitimate album where he's trying to sell being Snoop Dogg. He's a characterization of himself at this point, because that's what the rap game does to you. 50 can't sell an album. John knows better. But there's no reason for this. It's just because rap itself, which is, uh, you know, a machine, a a being, a spirit, says, hey, we don't want to hear you no more. And M said, fuck that. You know what? You're going to hear me. And I'm going to make you respect these guidelines. You know, a lot of you motherfuckers want to say, fuck the criteria, fuck the prerequisites. You know what? This is master class, and you cannot get the degree. You cannot move forward in your program until you complete these prerequisites. M said, this is MCing, It's bars. It's metaphors. You know, it's all the shit that we used to. Consider the criteria for dopeness. And M said, I'm gonna force this on you whether y'all like it or not. And we're gonna see if it sticks. But that said, I do have a great deal of respect for M and M for coming out and and saying, you know, regardless of if you guys want to hear me or not, I'm gonna show you what this shit do. Here here here's the difference. I'm gonna show you I can do this little pattern y'all do. You know this little cadence you guys do. I'm gonna show you I can do that and play with it. And then I'm gonna do all the other shit. And then I'm gonna show you all the words. Then I'm gonna show you I'm gonna show you what this rapping's about. When you are a rapper, it's levels to this shit. You know, Meek said it best. And I feel like saying it's levels to this shit, you can apply that to many things. And rapper Eminem is coming out and saying, let me show you how many levels it is to this shit. You know, you motherfuckers are half out here singing. And I ain't gonna let it be that easy on you. I could bow out. I'm rich. I'm accomplished as I'll ever get. You know, matter of fact, Eminem, I can't do nothing but lose at this point, because once you reach the top of the hill, only way to go is down. And literally, M could be like, dog, there ain't nothing I can say to win. What I'm going to win? How can I win? He can't win. He could wrap his ass off, and it's almost like he still can't win, so he could easily bow out. And say I'll leave the game to these clowns who I know I'm way better in, I'm better than, they know I'm better than them. There's no question about it. I'm good with that. I'm gone. That would be very easy. But his passion, his love for the art won't let him do it. And and I love that. You know, I, I respect the fact that M is making them respect skills. Because that's what it's about. I feel like too many rappers from, you know, back in the day, the previous decade, like Joe Budden's like to say, which I think is appropriate, have allowed themselves to just be pushed out the game. You know, we said, you know, we're kind of past you. 50, we don't want to hear you no more. And 50 said, okay. Ja, he said, okay. And everybody just says, you know, hey, for some reason my my shit don't slap no more, and they just go ahead and bow out, man. They do. But uh, M said, "Fuck that," which I respect. M said, "You know, I'm not going out like that, man. And I'm gonna make you motherfuckers respect this shit. If you wanna, if you wanna get, if you want me out the game." Put me out the game. And he bet any bet at all on that. And he said, you know, and and one point about kamikaze, people say, Oh, it dropped on this, it just drops, it's like killer mission. No nigga, it's suicide too. Ain't nobody interpreting that point of what M could possibly be implying. Yeah, I know this is suicide. I know this is bringing me down to a pedestal with cats With cats who can now try to touch me. This is suicide, but fuck it. The craft, the art, the culture, what it was built upon is worth it. And for that, I have nothing but the uh, utmost respect for Eminem. Now, MGK came out and basically dared anyone to to dare respond to some degree. Machine Gun Kelly, who's been out for a long time. I've known about Machine Gun Kelly for damn near 10 years, at least maybe it feels like. Decent rap, kid from Cleveland, white kid, believable, uh, got a different swag. Now, one thing I like about Kelly, what Kelly was kind of implying throughout his rap, was Kelly was like, nigga, you don't want me to get to your fan. And there's obviously been some previous beef. Em addressed Kelly in the Kamikaze album and to some way. I can't quote the bar, but he did say something about Machine Gun. Machine Gun, uh, you know, which I like, you know, Machine got on that nigga for wearing all them weird ass uh, sweatsuits he keep wearing all these years, which I'm tripping about. Like, yeah, why do you keep wearing these goddamn velour suits and these track suits, nigga? Like, Eminem dressing like a fucking track coach for the past 15, 20 years. Like like some 60-year-old nigga that used to run track all day, and he just coached now. Why do you keep wearing these track outfits? the fuck wrong with you? And um, so Machine Gun got on him about that. and Machine Gun just basically said, you don't want to put me on because you know if your fans see me, they're going to come my way. Believable. I believe it. You know, machine gun, taller, six three six four, Good looking kid. Good looking white dude. Rap a little bit. Got some swag. It's all good, man. So we now, we at the point where we got to see what Eminem's going to say. What you going to say now, M? You made your bet. Now you got to lay in it. You got G Easy. You got the machine gun. You got all these cats. You know, seemingly ready to come at your head and trying to play you out like, oh, nigga, please. Because that's what they want to do. So you got to combat it all. You got Joe Budden out here doing his thing, and he's daring you to come at him. You know, this guy got a big audience. And for those of you who don't know what that is, go listen to the Joe Budden podcast. And Joe Budden and Eminem used to be in a in a group together called Slaughterhouse. And Joe Button says he is basically the one to cite for the ending of the group saying, hey, Eminem has said his name more since Joe Button has been retired, since he said, then he said it while they were in the same group. Eminem would never say their, the, the name of the group while, you know, while the group was together when he was just a solo act and they had that side group together. Joe said he'd never be on any platforms to say hey I'm in Slaughterhouse also why not another story ah, we on a long show we got a little timey time now what I'm going to do is a smoke break actually give me a second now we're going to wrap this motherfucker up with some of this Nike and Kaepernick talk now, I've been going on for over an hour, uh, just about an hour, solo dolo. Ain't easy as you think. Give it a rip. So I'm going to allow my uh, vocal cords and, uh, you know, do a little stretch. All I need is about one minute, but I'll, I'll continue talking. But uh, uh in this intermission, one second, you know, This is kind of an intermission man I just like to give praise to the Lord You know Praise him man Everything we are Be thankful for And simply Just something as simple as health If you got your health You got wealth You got got something Because not everybody has it So uh, be thankful for that man And praise the Lord for the things you do have One second y'all I'm gonna get into this Kaepernick and his Nike and how courageous Nike was, right? Good old Nike. Ain't that something, ain't that something? I can't believe Nike would go out on a on such a limb. And uh, take on such a controversial stance where we have white people burning up their Nikes on social media saying, I will never buy another Nike again. And Nike even took a dip that Labor Day, big time in market shares, a significant dip, a noticeable dip. Uh, but since it's uh it's regaining now let's get to uh, let me uh, hold, on, hold on hold on hold on I'm gonna I'm get to the shits man look here, man let me just start this shit off by saying Nike, you ain't fooling me. You ain't fooling me one bit, Nike. You you, you, you you, see, I'm a little more versed than most people on this one because I pay attention. Nike, you know, I'm not even going to slow walk this dog. I'm going to just get right into it, man, it's getting late. Look, Nike, you ain't did nothing but take the Kanye blueprint from Adidas. What does that mean, heavy handed Jay? Nike took the Kanye blueprint from Adidas? What does it mean? Here's what it means Adidas took one of the most controversial persons in today's society. You understand? Kanye West could make news outside of hip-hop, outside of sneakers, sales. You know, Kanye West went to meet with Donald Trump and had nothing to do with hip-hop or sneaker sales and made all the news. So, Nike and uh, Kanye were first, had some association for whatever reasons that venture that joint venture didn't work. Kanye then signed a deal with Adidas. Since uh and this and I, I got numbers from 2016 15. Nothing as of current. Adidas market shares have doubled since the arrival of Kanye. Now look let me give you some 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 backdrop. There's people who say it has nothing to do It's not so much to do with Kanye. Uh, There's, however, Adidas has tapped into a market, which they've always been good at, is owning the athletic casual. You see, here's how it goes. Here's how the sales have always gone. You have Nike, you have Jordan brand, then you have Adidas. Look, Nike's Jordan brand is owned by Nike. So you basically have the top two entities being Nike. Uh, Since Kanye's arrival over there at Adidas, that has changed to where Adidas has now taken over that second slot. And Jordan brand now takes the third spot. But like I said, man, Nike, you're not fooling me. And Jim Carrey sent out a tweet. And I think Jim Carrey said it best. He said, conscious capitalism. Ha <laughs> ha. Conscious capitalism, right? Because there's a conscious aspect to this because the, the whole promotion, the campaign by Nike, quote, stand for something even if it means risking, no, sacrificing everything, unquote. Quote, stand for something, even if it means sacrificing everything, unquote. Colin Kaepernick completely embodied that. Colin Kaepernick is a hero. Colin Kaepernick is going to be one of the most influential people of the 21st century. Uh, Was he that good a player? No. Was he a good player? Yeah. Went to a Super Bowl. Led a team to a Super Bowl at quarterback. 2015, if I'm not mistaken. Um, But the accolade, the recognition, the notoriety for Colin Kaepernick won't be through his on field, you know, what he did on the field. What we'll note Colin Kaepernick for is that he was willing to risk everything, all the accolade on the field, all the financial gain on the field, to make a stance and say, this police injustice towards basically, it wasn't only black, what he said. Uh, black, brown people, is unfair. And I'm going to kneel. The kneel, he asked a Marine, uh, if I'm not mistaken, but someone in the services and says, what's a proper way for me to show respect for people who have served in any line of service for the country to also make a stance to protest the injustice of police brutality? And the the uh, the servicemen, I don't know what branch he was from, so I call him a serviceman. The serviceman said, take a knee. That's how you can be respectful towards us and also protest. And so that's what he did. He didn't make news of it. He didn't make anything of it. He just took a knee. And it didn't become newsworthy until the media decided to make it newsworthy. But that's where all the respect for Colin comes in. However, for Nike, you motherfuckers ain't doing shit, but trying to combat Adidas and say, you know what? I got an even more controversial motherfucker than you. Yeah, Kanye's crazy as fuck, but he ain't this nigga, and this nigga ain't even got to be crazy to be controversial. He just happens to be doing shit inside of the, of the the most watched thing on American television, period, which is football. There's nothing more people watch more than football. Nothing, okay. So, Colin Kaepernick, man. A fucking hero. But I, I, I do want people to be aware of that Nike it's just a genius move, man. They're they're just really smart people. Look. Not only do they get everyone who is in agreement with Colin Kaepernick, uh where that everyone encompasses liberals, people in hip hop culture, blacks, people who have anybody who associate themselves with being against brute- police brutality, black plight, any of those things. Yeah, Nike shares went down today. Look here, man. I'm going to be on the lookout for those Kaepernicks. And I guarantee you. And let me go out on this limb and tell y'all motherfuckers all now. Them shit's finna look just like some Kanye's. Are some of them casual athletics? Casual ethic, as they call it. ath casual. That's the wave. And guess what? Even an old Nike Jordan nigga like me, I got my first little pair of, uh, what they call them, NMDs. They like these little Adidas kind of pull-on joints. They like some baby Yeezys, but they ain't quite Yeezys. Dog, they my favorite shoe. You know why? Because I can wear them to work for casual shit. I can wear them to the gym. I can wear them on a Saturday. I can wear them on a motherfucking dinner date. If the swag is right, man, them shoes is off purpose. And they light as a feather. They light as a feather. So, man, this is genius marketing, dude. You know, this ain't fucking Nike giving a fuck about, you know, what the fuck niggas talking about. It definitely ain't that. Adidas' market shares have doubled. And Nike is trying to figure out how the fuck do I get my market shares back. And they figured it out, man. They got the right one. You know, and Kaepernick has a deal where he's going to have an apparel line. He's going to have his own shoe. He's the headliner for the whole campaign of their 30th the Nike 30th anniversary, just do it. Colin just did it, as Jim Carrey said. You know, man, this is genius. Whatever guy in that in that board meeting, and he said, you know what, guys? They're like, yeah, okay, guys, how do we? What do? Who do we want to use? What do we want to do for this 30th Nike anniversary campaign? How do we make this thing big? How do we put this in the public eye?